People have this preconception that, you know, you're, you are just swinging wildly at each other and there's certainly an element of that. I think like last year alone I had four, four hurls broken across me, um, two across my chest and two across my legs. So, you know, that definitely is an element of the game, but, you know, at the same time you kind of become conditioned in, in the same way a boxer becomes conditioned to being punched in the face or an MMA fighter becomes conditioned to, you know, being choked out you just ignore it it doesn't really affect you so you know I think certainly knocks and bumps and bruises are, are part and parcel of any sport um, you know we we'll play that <laughs> welcome to episode 4 of the Any Given Run Day podcast myself Sean here along with Eric Nolan and Mr. Aaron I don't know I should have said Mr. Nolan and Aaron but we're going to go with that anyway in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Connor's journey, uh, that's Nolan, over the next 16 weeks leading towards Madrid. Um, Connor plays GA as well as Dylan Martin, so we're going to be talking about how those intertwine or how one may kind of mess up the other. As we discovered from the very first episode of this podcast, you are a halfback. What is a halfback? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so again, it depends. Uh, it depends on how uh, how lucky I am. But yeah, so I suppose halfback or fullback would be be my kind of my positions. Um, halfback would be. I suppose what um, what many people would recognise is when a, a ball's poked out, they're usually the person who's, who's trying to catch a ball. Right. Um, so you're kind of towards the middle of the field. Um, so that's kind of, I suppose, kind of where, where I'd like to play. Yeah. Uh, don't always get to. Um, but yeah, I suppose part and parcel of that is that in terms of your kind of athletic style, you know, you need to have a level of pace, um, you know, and physicality as well because you're, you're winning high ball, you're breaking tackles, you're making tackles, um, you know, and you're, if you're getting far enough up the field shooting as well see so you, you have to have a bit of size on you which obviously if you look at the, the typical marathon runner they're anything but having a bit of size I'm like I'm talking about elite level obviously we're not talking about you doing elite marathons but the you know the less weight you have on you obviously the, the easier it's got to be to do a marathon so you've got to try to balance out but so your, your, your training schedule will be just hurling and running then uh, and trying to balance and out losing a bit of weight or keeping weight or what, what's the story yeah so I suppose kind of going back to, to your initial kind of comment so I mean in terms of kind of a hurling size doesn't the, the reason kind of one size fits all I mean you know as a hurler you know if you're a little bit lighter it means you're, you're, you're quicker you have that little bit more kind of nimble aspect to your game from my perspective I like to be a little bit bigger I like to be physical um, you know that's what suits me um, but certainly that doesn't translate well to long distance running um, in terms of kind of what my my normal hurling train looks like so at the moment we're, we're about to begin the new season coming in at the start of, or the end of this month you know training will usually be twice if not three times a week uh, and that'll either be you know gym or group sessions or there may be a, potentially a match involved in there as well um, and then you know obviously going back to when I did the last marathon what I was doing was using those three sessions as my kind of my short distance run or what I would kind of would have you know I, I suppose would have um using them instead of a short distance run so anything between 10 or 15k I would say look my, my, my hurling session is is that that session and then implementing a kind of a longer run then um, whichever day would suit me best so let's say for example if I was training on a Saturday morning um, I would wait until Sunday evening to do my long distance run I would have Monday off usually and I'd train then again with hurling on the Tuesday so you know trying to find that I suppose that kind of re- recovery zone was, was really probably the, the toughest part yeah um, so the, the long run then after the obviously after matches and stuff so if you would you when would your first competitive game be in, in the hurling season so we so the way our season runs is that we would kind of play a um, an inter-county uh, league so that usually kicks off kind of the middle to the end of February um, and those matches will be once once every two weeks usually um, our league then starts kind of the end of March start of April 
and then encompassing league championship I suppose depending on how and how far you go in those competitions you know we would play probably up until October time see I mean you're getting for lack of a better term a couple of smacks playing hurling on, on a Saturday or Sunday and then you're getting out doing the, the long run then the Sunday evening because there's no other time how, how much more difficult is it to do that long run or do you feel like it, you kind of loosen out after a kilometre two running and kind of get into it or, or what, what what's going on yeah I mean I suppose first and foremost I mean people, people you use the word barbarian talking about hurling you know and I think people have that he's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know, that we have, had to tell you to wear helmets <laughs> never taking bars off the front of the face guards yeah um, no look I, I think you know people have this preconception that you know you're you are just swinging wildly at each other and there's certainly an element of that I think like last year alone I had four four hurls broken across me um, two across my chest and two across my legs so you know that definitely is an element of the game but you know at the same time you kind of become conditioned in, in the same way a boxer becomes conditioned to being punched in the face or an MMA fighter becomes conditioned to you know being choked out you just ignore it it doesn't really affect you so you know, I think certainly knocks and bumps and bruises are, are part and parcel of any sport. Um, you know, with I play darts. <laughs> <laughs> my my stomach talking yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, but you know, I think it's that you know, it's that I suppose kind of recovery is why that's so important and as well. It's something that I'm I'm perhaps not as good as I should be at. It's something I'm, I'm working on. Um, but then having that that time frame whereby you say, look, in between the last hurling session or match and and the next long distance run how yeah. you're preparing yourself for that then yeah go ahead yeah obviously with hurling everything has changed in direction it's a phenomenally skillful game I know we're, we're, we're slagging there because we're ignorant of the sport we're, we're useless at it but yeah. um, the change of direction mm-hmm. everything is so quick and the change of direction the change of foot how do you find that kind of element of training we mentioned the injury prevention and stuff that kind of element of the training to the long distance are you finding any benefit out of running long distance into the hurling game and vice versa and how do you manage the injury prevention with the constant running as well as the change in direction it, it is a lot on the body yeah absolutely I think you know obviously with, with hurling it's a, it's a 60 minute game um, you know I think that they kind of they you know they did studies and they, they reckon that the furthest you'll ever run at full pace in a hurling is, is about 800 metres and that's what's most akin to from an athletic standpoint so you know obviously doing any kind of additional exercise is going to benefit you just simply from you know from a, a fitness standpoint um, what I would say is that I think there's there's great benefits, you know, from from playing a team sport and then translating that to uh, an endurance event because not only I suppose you have that fitness base uh, and I, I mean I compare myself to, you know, when I ran my first marathon in 2018 I wasn't playing hurling at the time, I was a little bit heavier as well, and um, I definitely struggled in comparison to the year just gone, um, you know, when I was I had played a full season, um, but also you know I suppose you're, you're kind of and, and Eric touched on it as well I suppose you know, your, your mindset coming into these kind of challenges you know being able to you know I suppose to push through any kind of pain you know certainly that's that's something that's kind of bred into any GA player you know you're you're not rolling around the ground you're not diving you know you break a finger you break a leg you, you suck it up and you go on um, you know so I think that you know just going back to simply you know run the two different I suppose styles of running um, you know as Eric kind of mentioned about the heart rate zone so you know, when you're in a kind of a hurling training session, um, the uh, the runs are shorter, they're quicker. You know, the the time for recoveries is is reduced. You know, that's obviously improving your cardiovascular fitness. Yeah. Um. You know, you talk about direction change. Um. That's not something I suppose I would have really would have noticed too much. Um, and again, you absolutely in hurling, you're you're twisting, you're turning. Um. You know, 
in marathon running it's it, it's straight and long um, yeah, yeah. Up, up and down is maybe you know the only kind of difference when you've got a hill but I think you know for the most part there's there's elements of both which complement each other in, in you know in their own ways I think when people set up to do uh, a marathon one of the things that puts them off is a 16 week training program and the amount of time that goes into those 16 weeks and running 3-4 times a week how do you do you struggle with time in terms of I know you get your long run in you got three hurling sessions in would there be any other running sessions you get in during the week or would it be a gym work or is it just it comes down to a lack of time because there's only seven days in the week and you need that recovery day and stuff in as well what, what's going on yeah good question Um, you know I, I think that look you know time is the essence for everyone we all have 24 hours in a day and how we use them is, is you know is, is what the differentiator is I think for me it's about being a little bit clever with my time um, similar to yourself Sean you know I, yeah. I, I love the gym you know and what I try to do is, is get two if not three gym sessions in to complement the hurling to complement the, the long distance running as well um, you know but you're absolutely right recovery is, is such a massive part of any kind of sport these days that it's important to, to have that set aside for me when I think of recovery I obviously think of sleep and, and nutrition and hydration but you know I also think of you know of, of kind of, of still using the body in a constructive way so you know my recovery days would consist of maybe light running or I might you know jump on a bike or a rowing machine do some foam rolling some stretching um, it's not about just simply lying there sitting on the couch eating popcorn um, though certainly that's <laughs> I'm not going to say I've never done that um, yeah. you know but you know that's that's certainly uh, that, that's certainly kind of I think part and parcel of of trying to do a couple of things at once um, you know the other thing I mean you know 16 weeks is, is a long time but you know certainly like I think back to my first marathon I remember you know life kind of got in the way and all of a sudden I was looking at a marathon and 8 weeks to go and no training done um, and not to not to plug Coach Sean or anything like that but you know um, certainly there was, there was you know the guys at this table certainly helped me get ready for that and get through that um, you know even last year you know I don't feel like you know, I probably trained properly for the marathon, but still, you know, improved my time. I think this year with 16 weeks, a proper plan in place, uh, a little bit of accountability in this podcast, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's a good point you just touched on there as well in terms of like, you never do a marathon on your own. You physically run the race yourself, yeah. but there's a support network there of people around you. People, one, who have to listen to you. Two, the people that, again, have to look after you when you're sore, you're sick, you can't bend down, you've had a long run or you're... And then you've the the girlfriends, the boyfriends, the mothers, the fathers, sons, daughters, people who come out and support you, cycle a bike beside you when you're on a long run to keep you company. Like a marathon or a 16-week program can be daunting, especially when you feel like you're going on, on your own. Um, and I suppose that's what we're trying to do here. You have your teammates. So when you're playing hurling, maybe, uh, maybe I'm stepping over here, but you have your teammates, so it doesn't feel like you're doing 16 weeks of training because you have people around you, you're doing your interval training, even though it's based on hurling, but it's still building the fitness and but it's it's about the network of people around you the people who are going to support you the whole way through as you mentioned when you're feeling down how am I going to do this there's people there to go yeah it's okay this is normal let's let's keep pushing on and and that's what a marathon is about I think is definitely don't look at it as 16 weeks it's it's looking as a challenge that you and a group of your closest are going to do together and they're the ones that kick you out when it's raining as well you said you were going for a run <laughs> yeah. yeah I always get to stop eating popcorn yeah. on the couch well, I, always, I always remember tells, tells, tells a lot of people of, of three, three weeks out for the marathon and I'd gone out for a work night out on the Friday night and we had planned on doing a, I think a tw- it was supposed to be a 20k run the Phoenix Park the yes. next day and I remember waking up in bed at, at half 11 I just texted Sean I said um, I'm in bits can we maybe move it to tomorrow I just got a reply. No, 
<laughs> so ends up I'm going to push it back an so, hour in my defense okay. <laughs> it, 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 end, end, ends up in the Phoenix Park ends up doing a 27k run in the Lash Narain and in fairness it was one of the best training runs we did um, you know but like like I think you know obviously you know support networks are so important but in the same way I think that you know kind of the reason that I wanted to do do kind of any kind of endurance event in the first place was just to find that challenge and kind of you know to see if I could do it yeah. you know like I said I, I'd taken a bit of time off from hurling um, I wanted to try something different um, I'd obviously seen what the marathon event looked like um, just from supporting people you know running it yourself and, and, and Eric and then obviously my, my auntie prior to that um, you know and, and I think that you know I think there's something incredibly satisfying about simply just you know setting yourself a target and saying look you know am I made of this can I, can I do it um, and then from there I suppose kind of you know obviously once that's been achieved it's about right what's the next thing now is it about improving my time is it about you know kind of you know finding a, a kind of a longer distance to run is it about a triathlon or an Ironman um, you know I think that probably the scariest thing is you know in, in life is just about kind of that fear of just ending up at a point in time where you just realise I didn't do anything myself yeah. and uh, I never really found out what I was made of so I think for me that's kind of that's that's part and parcel of, of kind of the, the marathon running it's about it is something that you know I, I didn't grow up doing or ever had any real aspirations to do you know but now I want to see what my body can do yeah and that, that accountability helps big time like I tell people when, I, when I'm coaching was I was like talk about it you know put up a, you know, a picture of, of yourself you know at the gym don't do a, a mirror gym selfie and throwing your t-shirt up and showing the abs stuff like that but <laughs> he did that <laughs> people would leave the gym yeah <laughs> but, but just, just somewhat talk about it. Tell, t- tell a small circle of people by the way I'm doing this challenge and to your point Eric they, they will be like they'll kick you out of the house yeah. one day it's like you said you were doing this you know you, you know back yourself up and sometimes you know it could be that fear of ah I told people it's gonna run a marathon, and there is times, and we're we're all gonna face it during this, where we're like, I really don't want to do this. Now we took the accountability to the next level by doing a podcast and telling a lot more more people about that. But I mean, we most people have their Instagrams or Facebook stuff like that, and all it is is just a quick little story, and then and then or even if if it's in the gym, you're trying to lose a bit of weight, and you're telling someone about it, and they come over to you the next time, gym, oh hey, you getting on with such yeah. and such, you're like, oh that person knows now, I'm gonna talk about Absolutely. it, and that. that builds myself up to keep on going from that as well 100% accountability is huge you know but I still I still maintain I think you have to have that kind of that, that inner desire to do it you know accountability will only go so far but if you're really on the fence about it or you don't really care you know that there's no point but I think as well people shouldn't be afraid to fail like failure is not even trying in the first place exactly you know, like accountability is one thing and if some people aren't comfortable telling people I'm trying to run a marathon because they're afraid of the failure they've, they've possibly tried and failed before um, I think one of the biggest lessons we've all learned especially from doing one and something you hopefully will learn on this is you're going to become accountable to yourself Yeah. because yeah. when you miss a session and then you go for the next one and you're feeling like oh I kind of wish I did a few other training sessions or something and it has happened to each of us that's when you're going to learn like it doesn't matter what I tell people at the end of the day it's just me in the road And but I think it's important as well that people try it try no matter what if you've even thought about it just don't be afraid of failing because that is a key thing like failure is not even starting you know? well the, the first one I did you know I, I talked about it on my social media I, I put it on my blogs wouldn't shut up about it. I wouldn't shut up about it I told yeah. my boot camp ladies about it and then the first one got done I was like fuck I felt <laughs> <laughs> and I felt awful but you know I, I did it but I didn't do it. I, I told people I was doing it in 4 hours and I did it in 5 hours so I, I definitely failed but I thought it was going to be this massive thing but all it was a couple of jokes and that was it and move on it was just I built it up to be this huge massive 
oh man what am I going to do about it I was like there was like you did it fair play to you move on but yeah. to me I'd set those 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 lofty standards for some stupid ego reason that I shouldn't I had no business setting those standards with the amount of training everything else I did but it was all in my head and, and because I failed that time it led me on to to do better the, the next time but that's to your point mm. it's just you know a failure we all have different levels of of what this is like different times I mean I could tell you you did a marathon in 330 that means nothing because it could be someone who broke the world record and did it in two hours Absolutely, and it could be yeah. someone who did the first ever marathon and, and the the numbers mean nothing it's the person that did the numbers yeah. is what really counts absolutely um, just, just before we wrap up this one you know, you talk about the desire and stuff you're doing pre-season hurling training is that like pre-season training in any other sport where they kind of like you run to you, you damn near get sick on top of marathon training <laughs> pretty much yeah so uh, I suppose we've, we've actually had a new manager coming to place this year so it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, system they implement but as a rule you know the first I suppose kind of four weeks is it's pretty dogged it's you know group gym sessions a lot of running um, if you uh, if you see a ball you're doing really well yeah so uh, yeah it'll be interesting don't know why he's not in the set Eric you're a goalkeeper you've never yeah, seen you're, you're, you've never seen you're a goalkeeper pre-season training did you have to do all that <laughs> what's the point in you doing all that <laughs> different kind of training you were the first per- I'd say you were the first person to run out and go ah, hamstring no <laughs> no sorry lads different kind see, of see in February all core work <laughs> <laughs> those planks must be tall for the lads actually, laps laps. actually actually I have one now this is one of my pet hates about the GAA I do these endurance races so I can have a drink after them <laughs> what's the story with drinking man no comment what? Oh, no, we <laughs> need a comment no, on that but I'm going to say jo- like, I, I, I understand right I understand that yeah alcohol can have an interference with it like but do you know why what is the thinking behind it what has it done why does it cause so much rice when oh I see an ex out having a pint yeah no look, I think it's look it's a, it's a little bit of uh, of a couple of things like, look it's the first I'm not advocating it. alcohol and any stress well it certainly sounds like you were well I mean you'd have Premier League players after a game to go out for, 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 for a few games exactly, a, exactly. Or, so I think this this idea like of, of a drinking balance it's just bred into the GA because it kind of it's, it creates that accountability and and trust right. in each other right so okay, it, you know that's I think what it kind of stems from but ultimately it's draconian because you see the likes of you know rugby players soccer players you know even during the World Cup you know when the turnaround time is four or five days between matches are a little bit longer but you know they're having a beer they're enjoying themselves I think the GA is probably a little bit lax or it's a little bit behind the times in terms of kind of how they address alcohol and the problem you have is that because there's these drinking bans implemented for you know weeks months on end when guys get a chance to actually go out and have a drink and enjoy themselves they go to the extreme you know so you create this I suppose kind of abuse of alcohol in some instances that's just needless uh, to be honest I think yeah. that you know in, to, be, to be very fair you know uh, Maynooth is, is brilliant and it's very forward thinking in the sense that you know everyone knows what their limits are everyone knows that you know what's expected of them so if you go out and have a drink on a Saturday that's fine but you're going to be running on Sunday and you'll be there yeah. so you know uh, going back to how you feel missing a session it's the exact same if you want to go out and have a few points in a session I know I, I absolutely admire know. it I do I just never understood it I was like sure I'm going off doing a triathlon but I've finished this one and I've, I've had four or five drinks and I've gone home and to me it's a calorie intake like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know we're replenishing the stores yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and, uh, I just I just, uh, I, I suppose I played GAA in my teenage years I was never in the adult years of playing GAA so I, I never understood but I hear about the drinking man I'm like 
Aye. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially throughout the entire summer. I don't get like have a match on a Sunday. Oh, you can't have a point after the match on a Sunday. Like, okay, you're bad for like three yeah. months. Like, anyway. I think look, I think just to, to, to finish, I know you're probably tired for time. I think look, it, it, it is blown out of proportion a little bit as well. Um, I think that any time with kind of drinking man has mentioned it's in kind of it's in kind of preparation for a big series of games they become yeah, okay, thick and fast enough. you know um, it's not a case of you know and look at you see kind of various comedy you know comedy, kind of comedy sketches around right that's it it's, first, it's the first of January and you won't drink until you're 35 like you're yeah. tired like <laughs> <laughs> but you I thought we're, we're on the outside looking at like when does championship season start um, that's usually kind of towards kind of end of May start of, start of June that's usually during barbecue season as well so <laughs> it is a big drinking man during leading up to that then I'm assuming and, and onwards or is that also blown out of proportion as I said it's a new manager we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> I know but in fairness I do admire the the, the guys and girls out there that do take on yeah. that it, it, especially we know the social aspect that it is in Ireland and it is a big thing in the uh, particularly in the sports the other ones you know teams go out and for drinks and stuff like that that's why I was just curious yeah. but it is it is a form of discipline it is uh, absolutely likewise people will take to not drinking during the build up to this it is a great discipline I know we're slagging and stuff but it is it's a fantastic thing to be able to say we're not and do it and the, the trust you were talking about it's phenomenal yeah at the same time we're being a little bit hypocrites because there's going to be people listening to this podcast going hang on where are you going the end of April on oh, Madrid and you're doing a marathon instead of having a massive piss of what's going on, you know? <laughs> so we're a little bit hypocritical that's, there, but we will have a few drinks and stuff leading up to it. Um, yeah, but it's it's not a be-all and all. No, it no. is. It, 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 it's just a good uh, insight into it. I didn't really understand, to be honest. No, neither did I, to be honest. I would have been a, 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 you know, play, yeah, would have played soccer. Fair play to all you boys and girls that yeah, do, uh, do stick off. Yeah, and, look, and to be fair, you know, I think, you know, certainly there's, there's probably other teams that are maybe a little bit stricter. Um, you have to remember, like, I'm, I'm playing hurling in Kildare. It's not exactly uh, at all Ireland standard by any means. So, you know, maybe, you know, county level, you know, there's a different kind of a mentality there. But, you know, for ourselves... You know, there's a big commitment and buy-in, um, despite the level we're hurling at. But you know, there's you know, there's a bit of trust there as well. Well, hopefully you'll have no alcohol and you'll be the best marathon runner out of us all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What, what, are you, what are you in for three thirty? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> it's hot over there. It's warm, yeah. Uh, that, no, I go wrap up this. I don't know about you guys. I could do with a drink after. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Any Given Run Day podcast. Uh, keep continuing to share the podcast on your Instagram stories, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the rest. We really do appreciate it. And that's pretty much it from us. Take care.